From the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. In today's podcast, the significance of disc hemorrhages. Our main question was to know uh, what factors were associated with a faster rate or a faster velocity of visual field progression once a disc hemorrhage was detected. First this. As seen from here reaches ophthalmologists in 98 countries, transfers more than half a terabit of podcasts every month. But the potential audience is much larger. Please tell your colleagues about this free resource, Flattening the Ophthalmic World. And while you're at it, let your residents and fellows know about Open Ophthalmology, a free basic science video podcast, already a force in ophthalmic education with 1,800 viewers watching 6,000 video lectures every month. Information wants to be free. Help me give it away. The presentation of a disc hemorrhage is an ill omen for the patient with glaucoma. A number of mechanistic explanations have been proposed connecting disc hemorrhage to subsequent visual field loss. But the problem with these explanations is that not everyone, not even every glaucoma patient with a disc hemorrhage, will demonstrate subsequent visual field progression. Gustavo de Moraes has studied subpopulations to identify those at greatest risk for progression after disc hemorrhage, and I'm happy to welcome him as my guest today. What is the pathophysiologic connection between disc hemorrhages and glaucoma? So even though disc hemorrhages have been associated with glaucoma and glaucoma progression, they are a feature that's not exclusive of glaucoma patients. You can find disc hemorrhages in um, normal subjects, patients with other types of retinopathy. Uh, but particularly in glaucoma, what the major clinical trials and also retrospective studies for a long time have shown association between the presence or the detection of a disc hemorrhage and an increased risk of, vi- of progression in the visual fields. But the exact pathophysiologic mechanism of how this hemorrhage occurs is still unclear. Gus, are disc hemorrhages primarily associated with a particular type of glaucoma? So there's no current study that evaluated the prevalence of disc hemorrhages in in different types of glaucoma. There are several reports from uh, specific groups looking at specific populations, for example, exfoliation, normal tension, angle closure glaucoma. Most commonly in clinical practice, we see disc hemorrhages in patients with normal tension glaucoma even though they can occur in any type of, the, of in, in the spectrum of the disease. So I'd say that m- most commonly you you'll find it in primary open-angle glaucoma patients and normal tension glaucoma patients. At least that's the findings of our studies and what most of the studies have shown. Not all patients demonstrate visual field progression after disc hemorrhage. Why not? So first of all, because disc hemorrhages are not uh, pathognomonic feature of glaucoma or progression. As I said before, they can also occur in normal subjects. Um, also, there is a differential diagnosis of this hemorrhage. For example, the posterior victor's detachment could cause this hemorrhage, diabetic retinopathy. And even patients with classical disc hemorrhage and with the diagnosis of glaucoma 
but all of them present visual field progression. Some of them may be because the progression may take very long. The first studies from Grants and colleagues show that uh, this camera may uh, precede visual field progression in up to 12 years, for example. It's possible that all patients with this camera progress, it's just a matter of how fast, what's the velocity of the progression once it's detected. What is the glaucoma progression study? The glaucoma progression study is a retrospective cohort initiated in a referral glaucoma practice of three of our uh, associates, the glaucoma associates of New York, and we included all patients seeing the practice between 1999 and 2008, separated by based on the number of visual field tests performed in the time. We only included patients with five or more uh, 24-2 CD standard visual fields, and the purpose of this study was to look at factors associated with progression in a population that resembles more the population seen in a real glaucoma practice. As we know, the major clinical trials, one of their limitations is that they have a very uh, selected population and and the results of these major clinical trials may not be applied to a a real-world population. So one of the purposes of the glaucoma progression study was to make a bridge between the findings of the major clinical trials in glaucoma and daily practice. Gus, what question did your study seek to answer? So our main question was to know uh, what factors were associated with a faster rate or a faster velocity of visual field progression once a disc hemorrhage was detected. As we mentioned before, not all patients with hemorrhage progress, and they may progress at different rates. So we try to look for factors that could give an indication of which fact of which patients were more likely to progress faster so that we could be more aggressive in the treatment of these patients. And what did you find, Gus? What were your results? So we looked at a population with five or more visual fields that had disc photographs taken uh, during the period, and uh, the photographs were reviewed by three uh, glaucoma, two glaucoma specialists, and the third was used for adjudication. And we used a different method to look at progression. As I said, progression after this camera may take a long time. So instead of looking at it as an event, we looked at a trend. So we used trend-based analysis of the visual fields to determine progression. And for that, we use a, uh, a software that provides the rates of visual field change in the visual field for the entire field, which we call global rate of change, and for each point of the visual field. So we use this uh, software on this population with these cameras and divided in two groups, one group of patients that progressed very fast, which was defined as a rate of change of global visual field change more than 1.5 dB per year, and those with a moderate to slow rate of visual field change. What factors were associated with visual field progression after disc hemorrhage? Uh, we looked at several factors that could be associated with a faster rate. We used most of the de- most of the variables that has been that have been described in the major clinical trials. So we looked at age, gender, ethnicity, central corneal thickness, intraocular pressure before 
the detection of hemorrhage, after the detection of the hemorrhage, um, visual field information. In the, in the final conclusion, in the multivariate model that we ran, the only factors is statistically associated with a faster rate of visual field change after a disc hemorrhage were older age and the worst baseline visual field. So it means that if you see a patient in your practice that, is, that has an older age in our cohort, we used a, a cutoff value of uh, 65. And uh, we found an, uh, an MD worse than minus 4 dB at baseline. These are the patients that should be seen more closely because they're at increased risk of progression. You report that patients with worse baseline visual fields, as you say, worse mean deviations, tended to progress more rapidly after disc hemorrhage. I'm wondering whether this reflects a baseline status in which further nerve fiber layer loss is simply more detectable in visual field testing. That's to say, patients early in the disease process can have substantial nerve fiber layer loss, as may happen with disc hemorrhage, but still have enough remaining nerve fiber tissue to demonstrate fairly full fields, and that maybe it's only those patients who have already had substantial nerve fiber layer loss, those with a, a, a worse baseline uh, mean deviation on their on their visual field, for whom further nerve fiber layer loss, as happens with disc hemorrhage, will produce a detectable change. Do you follow what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so... The way we looked at progression was based on visual field information. We did not assess retinal nerve fiber layer um, or optic disc structure. We didn't look at cup to disc ratio to see if it was a predictor of progression as well. But your question is, uh, is, is correct. It could be that these are patients that have already a worse baseline damage. could be patients that have already been progressing at a faster rate and therefore the disc hemorrhage was just an event that confirmed that these are patients that are likely to progress faster. And, and that's our main conclusion. We, we don't give it a cause. We don't say that the mean deviation is the cause of the, of the hemorrhage or the cause of the worst prognosis, but it's a factor associated with it. The relationship, if it's a cause or a consequence, still needs investigation. But uh, we know that within the spectrum of glaucoma, these hemorrhages are less likely to occur in normal subjects and suspects and more likely to occur in individuals with more severe disease. But it gets to a point that when the disease is so uh, severe that you don't have any neuroretinal rim tissue left, that hemorrhages becomes unusual again. So, uh, and why would these patients progress? Uh, so, in our study, we used a cohort, a, a cutoff value of minus 4 dB, which is a mild to moderate visual field loss. And this means that if you have already started the process of the disease with loss of visual field, it could be an indirect measure that this patient is actually a patient that's progressing fast before the hemorrhage was detected. We, in fact, have another study that showed that patients with disc hemorrhages they progress even before the hemorrhage was detected. They present significant visual field change even before the hemorrhage was detected. So it's obvious that they may have had retinal nerve fiber layer loss more significantly, as you mentioned, 
and uh, this could be resulting in a disc hemorrhage and a faster progression after that. You mentioned an association between age and visual field progression after disc hemorrhage. Why do you think this is true? There are several clinical trials in glaucoma that have demonstrated that age is a significant factor, is a significant predictor factor of progression in glaucoma, such as the ocular hypertension treatment study, the early manifest glaucoma trial, and some studies looking at the pathophysiology of the disease uh, have suggested that the aging process, an accelerated aging process may occur in glaucoma. So glaucoma may be an accelerated loss of retinal nerve fiber layer and loss of visual field sensitivity that is much faster than is expected for a normal individual. So as we get older, age itself may not only be a significant risk factor because these patients are uh, at increased risk of other disease, but also because they lived for a longer period and they were subject to several external agents such as uh, oxidative stress, such as uh, smoking, such as lack of blood supply to the optic nerve. So all these combinations, all these combined factors may be responsible for increased susceptibility of older individuals, not only to glaucoma itself, but also to a faster visual field progression as demonstrated by prospective clinical trials. Gus, what other factors were associated with visual field progression? So in our study, we looked at both ocular and systemic factors associated with visual field progression. We looked, for example, if patients with migraines, renos, could also be more likely to progress faster after hemorrhage. Um, However, we did not find any significance, which doesn't mean that these factors are not important. Several other clinical trials have shown that, for example, central corneal thickness is an important factor for progression. Intraocular pressure is the main risk factor for visual field progression, even though intraocular pressure was not found significant in our population. This is because we study a specific group of patients, patients with disc hemorrhages, patients that were more likely to progress. So the role of each risk factor may depend on which population you're looking at. If you're looking at more general, a broader population, you may look at age, central corneal thickness, intraocular pressure, presence of disc hemorrhage. But our study focused only on those patients that present the hemorrhage, and we found that looking at the baseline mean deviation and the patient's age are important prognostic factors related to visual field progression. How do we put these findings into practice? So the main message to a clinician as the glaucoma progression study is, is, is our focus is to bring like what is relevant from the major clinical trials to clinical practice is that if you see a patient with a hemorrhage in your office, you should be more concerned and maybe increase surveillance in those with worse baseline visual field. We use a cutoff value of minus 4 dB, but any value worse than minus 4 dB, you could be, could be an increased risk of progression in older patients. So these patients would require more aggressive therapy could require a more significant reduction of the intraocular pressure or even surgery if that's the case. Whereas patients of younger age and with a better baseline MD 
may not progress as fast, even though they are also likely to present progression after the hemorrhage. But we aim to focus that this other group of patients deserve more attention once a hemorrhage is detected. One of the main questions that people ask is, what if these patients with disc hemorrhages that progress faster were also patients that were already presenting a fast progression before the hemorrhage? So would the rate of progression before the hemorrhage also be important as a predictor of progression? And the answer is yes. We have demonstrated in an article in, the, in IOVS recently that patients with disc hemorrhages, they may present, a group of them may present fast visual field progression even before the hemorrhage was detected. So I would suggest that clinicians, whenever they assess a patient with a hemorrhage, also look back in the visual fields and see if that's a patient that has already been presenting fast visual field progression. Because if so, these are probably also a population that may require increased surveillance and more aggressive therapy after the detection of the hemorrhage. Gus, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. It was really great talking to you. Gustavo de Moraes is Assistant Professor of Ophthalmology at the New York University School of Medicine in New York, New York. His paper, Factors Affecting Rates of Visual Field Progression in Glaucoma Patients with Optic Disc Hemorrhage, appears in the January 2010 issue of Ophthalmology. Ask questions of Dr. de Moraes or any of our previous guests, or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Write to me with your questions or comments at jyoungmd at gmail.com. As Seen From Here is a production of the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.